What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Uh, full transparency, this is the second time we've recorded an episode this week for Sunday. Uh, we kind of screwed up on the recording, and we basically wasted like an hour and a half of our lives on Thursday night. So, I don't know if we screwed up or if Craig... It's never happened before. Yeah, I, we probably should have thought, hey, something just went wrong. It That's made fair. a noise. Um, I made a noise. <laughs> so, but in for the sake of being an optimist, when we recorded game one, hadn't finished, so now we at least have game one that we can include in the talk about, and that'll make more sense relative to the series we're talking about. Um, before we do that, though, we are going to do a question of the week because we've been really mad about those lately. Uh, and we had, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up because we did one on the last episode, but it wouldn't be as fun to do it that way. Um, so what is a scar that you have and what is a story about it? Like, how did you get it? Okay. So I'll go first. So I have a scar on my right calf. We were on our boat when I was a kid and we went to this, like, not Uncharted Island, but this island in like the middle of the river, kind of, right? It's really small. And we were wa- walking through the water, and there was like a broken tree stump that was under the water, but like super sharp. And I drug my calf around it, and I just have like two, it looks like claw marks on my calf. I've had that since I was like six. Mine is so. This is my when growing up, my house had a full bar in it. Of course, it did. This (laughs) explains so much. Listen, shut up. Um, so bar stools, all that, whatever. When I was like, I want to say six, for whatever reason, I was up in the middle of the night. Like, I woke up and decided I'm going downstairs. And I decided to get on one of those stools and spin really, really, really fast, as, you know, kids are, are they want to do. And, like, those things could spin really fast. Like, they're, they're bar stools, right? Uh, I went flying off of it, cracked my head on the uh, metal piece on the bottom of it. And on my right eyebrow, I now have a, a little little scar that... Thankfully, my eyebrow, like, actually hides it, but, like, I was really yeah. close to probably losing an eye. We don't think about that. It was a really good spin, though, for those wondering. Great. Angelo, you? I also have a scar just under my right eye, um, and I was, uh, I forgot what I was playing. It might have been tag or something with my cousin, and I sprinted full for full sprint and I was looking behind me and I did not see what was in front of me and I sprinted full sprint into the edge of a dresser and I busted my eye open. So Austin's is definitely like the least violent of all of them. Oh yeah, 100%. (laughs) I was just waiting in the water. Ours were head injuries. It kind of explains a lot. 
Yeah, sure. Um, yep. So before we start talking about the NBA Finals, which is why we're all here, it's, this is what the whole season's about. This is the lead-up. We're going to talk about stupid stuff that has nothing to do with that. So, um, First, we'll start with Hemi Buckets as a trademark. Uh, Jimmy Butler has filed a trademark for Hemi Buckets, likely a clothing brand. Um, are either of you going to uh, buy yourself a Hemi shirt? One, of course. And two, uh, Hemi, nope. I have some other trademarks and phrases that you know I want to run by you. I have now used the phrase the Himinin. Um, I have used Timmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones. But, you know, you can take those, you know, Jimmy Butler if you want, and I will not be mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, will you buy a Hemi Bucket shirt? No. Yeah, no. That's Hemi like, Buckets is dumb. It's very dumb. Wow. Um, now let's talk about Josh Hart. That's a new sentence. That is a new sentence. Let's talk about Josh Hart. That's probably never been said on a podcast before. No, it definitely has when he was with the Lakers. I don't think so. I think so. Anyone was like. Remember when Josh Hart was the truth on the Lakers? I remember when the Lakers were really bad and someone had to score. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, Josh Hart is a new father. Congrats to him. Like it's cool. That's awesome. Whatever. Uh, he decided to tweet out for whatever reason. Uh. Asking for a friend, have any of y'all ever tried your significant other's breast milk? I, I don't really have anything to, like, talk about. I just, I wanted to bring that up for posterity's sake. Just because. I may be wrong, but I think he tweeted afterwards and said it tastes like almond milk. Okay, hmm. that makes the story so much worse. <laughs> I mean, almond milk isn't half bad. Okay, almond milk probably isn't, but it's still weird. No, no, no. There is no, you know, no. We're not, we're not having this conversation. I regret this immediately. Um, Donovan Mitchell feels like he was snubbed for All NBA because uh, I believe he was All NBA second team, right? Uh-huh. Right. That sounds right. And uh-huh. basically, what he said was. Standards change every year, like what we're quantifying as a all NBA talent or MVP or even going as far as like defensive player of the year. Some years, oh, my God, he got a lot of blocks. That's important. Other years, oh, it's about the defensive presence. It's we change every year what quality we're looking for when it comes to these awards. Do you agree with that? Because obviously, by what I've been saying, I agree with that. I think that there should just be. A hard and fast metric. Who was the best player? I don't know. Um, it's because different people value things differently. Like, when has the award been consistent? I guess would Never. be my. Okay, so then. But should it be? He, is the question. Probably not, because if I'm not mistaken, it's voted by you know people. Correct. It is. So people have biases. and Whether or not you agree with those biases is one thing or another, but 
that's just the way it works. The MVP is the I same way. More my suggestion. I don't want to call it a suggestion, but it is would then be is that there's criteria you have to meet to be eligible for one of these all defense or all NBA teams, all defensive teams awards in general. And then you're put in a pool to receive a vote. Like there's no reason Tyrese Halliburton should have received an all defensive team vote. Like we're, I just think that if you close the pooling a little bit, it might help in the long run. Also, just had a weird bout of deja vu. I feel like we've been here before. That's weird. Um, Austin, do you think that there should be more of a standard when it comes to awards, or should we just keep doing it the way we're doing it? Because, like, it works. I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like, yes, Hall of Fame careers could be impacted, but if you're going to make the Hall of Fame, you're going to make the Hall of Fame, whether you're an all-defensive team or not. Yeah. I mean, to me, basketball is just awards in general. It's just not well thought out, I guess. Like like y'all said, the qualifications change every year. Like, I'm going to, I can't believe I'm doing this, go back on my decision for the Jokic Embiid. <laughs> Nikolai deserves it, right? Absolutely. He does deserve it. After watching him in these playoffs, he's kind of convinced me that he deserves it. And the fact that a simple narrative or Kendrick Perkins, of all people, saying vote for Embiid <laughs> can change the um, award that a player can get, I think that's kind of dumb. I don't know how they do it in the NFL. I, I think Is NFL done by coaches and peers? Angela, do you know? I do not know that off the top of my head. I believe it's also journalism, but I'd have to research that. But, I mean, at the same point, that's... I mean, have you watched 12 Angry Men? That's kind of the basis for a lot of American, like, society. Like, right, but that's one person. In yes. The context, in the context of entertainment. Yes. That doesn't See, I think... And we're not going to go into it, but I think the government has more safety procedures in place for, like, the public opinion going overboard. But the NBA doesn't. It's whoever they say, whoever the public says is going to win it, is going to win it, which may not always deserve it. And that's what's kind of asinine about the whole situation, because, as I said... Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA right now. That's just that's a fact. And we can sit here and say, well, he's not going to win it because of the narrative. He's not going to win it because voter fatigue. That shouldn't exist. Most valuable player should go to the most valuable player that season. That's just... As, so, yeah, I, has I think... it existed all through time since the NBA started? Okay, but... So let's... <laughs> I'm not getting political because I was about to... Get... The alcohol. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's go back to 1950 and ask if we should no, just no, keep no. doing things the way we're doing it. No, no, just no. Because we've always done it the way does not mean it's the best way to do it. That's what I'm asking. Should it change? Because you're absolutely right. That's not how it's always been. But should it change? And I think the answer is yes. I think that no. Why? <laughs> Why do you not? Uh, what are you gonna change it to? Like people should be able to. 
It's an entertainment product. People should be able to look at the product, have their own opinions on something. Just because you can, just because you believe Nikola Jokic is the undisputed MVP, does not mean that the voters that went into voting for the MVP felt that way. It's let them let them pick who they want to pick. That's, no, no. Yes, I think it should be metrics driven. You're talking oh. about. You're talking about who is the most valuable player. That should be who is. If you go by metrics, then you get then you get statements like Nikola Jokic is the best defensive center in the NBA, and you know that's not true. So, no. No, if you go by metrics, he's an underrated defender. He's not like. Ren, you had an entire episode where you were like, you know who is it who doesn't have the best defensive box plus minus? Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on now! Also, I'd just like to point out, Angelo, like, I'm just going to go on record as the embodiment of the caps lock key. We have established It's that. fine! Um, no, like, box plus minus is one metric we use to judge a player's effectiveness at stopping the other team from scoring when they're on the floor. It's not a be-all, end-all for defensive acumen. The point is... I don't Joel think there's a be-all, end-all for defensive acumen, though! I think it's the whole picture. And that's what I'm saying, is we should be looking at the whole picture. We should not be looking at narratives. This isn't a narrative-driven thing. This is not the NBA presented by Disney. This is not a storyline. It is, actually. It it shouldn't be. This isn't wrestling, Angelo. Like, we don't have Jimmy Butler walking out to different music every night and... He probably should. Staging his jump shots. Like, it's not like, oh, hey, when I get over here, you're going to go to the left and I'm going to the right. This isn't choreographed. This is who is better night in, night out. That's something that the eye test can tell you. That's something that advanced metrics can tell you. That's I know you don't like advanced metrics, but they're important. Why are they important? Because we had people saying Nikola Jokic didn't deserve MVP this year because he's never done anything in the playoffs. And then he goes on this playoff run. You're going to tell me that he's not the best player in the NBA? That Joel Embiid, with that terrible elimination game performance, is the best player in the NBA? Absolutely not. That's the point I'm making, is we should be basing this on who is the best players in the NBA, and they should be the ones voted on. Should Donovan Mitchell have had a a case for the first team? Possibly. You could argue, yeah. I, I think you could put him over Shea, but I'm not mad at Shea getting on the team. No. It's not a bad call. Like, but overall, I think that we do need a set in stone standard. No. So what are we looking for? Because otherwise you're going to have years when someone's like, oh, that guy scored a bunch. He didn't do anything else, but he scored a lot. That's the MVP. Basketball's not one. That's fine. That's scoring. No, it's not. That's terrible. If it's you give me fine. A player, if you give me a player that contributes defensively, Offensively, he's getting points, he's getting assists, he's getting rebounds, he's getting block shots. That's more valuable to me than, ah, uh, you went out and you dropped 30 every night. Way to go. You, uh, this guy dropped 24 points, 10 assists. The bare minimum, he just assisted his te- or helped his team, what, 50 points? 50? Like, that's how much he generated? 24 and 10? So 10... No, that would be 20. Uh, 20 okay, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you, you had me questioning my math there. Shut up. <laughs> um, because each assist is worth a minimum of how many points? Two, yeah. Okay. Two points. So I'm saying at a bare minimum, he, he went out and he assisted on 50 points. Average scoring in the NBA is what, 109? Yeah, something around there. So that's half of his team's points. And you're going to tell me that guy that went and got 30? is more valuable because he scored 30? No, that's stupid. Base it on who is the most valuable player. We have metrics that tell us who is the most valuable player. That's all I'm saying. We spent too much time on that. Uh, now for a subject we're going to spend no time on. Uh, so Adam Silver was asked about Ja Morant. I'm Demetrius Stout. You guys got it. So basically what he said is a bunch of new information was uncovered. Uh, they're not going to announce the suspension until after the finals because they don't want to take attention away from the players who've earned the right to be in this finals. Um, which I think is a, it's fair, but like, don't drop the teaser. Like, it's like you're like teasing a mixtape you're dropping. Like, oh, after the finals, just wait. But it's kind of ominous sounding because that leads me to believe this might be a legitimate suspension. So I'm going to set the over under here at. 40 games. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Because to me, let's so let's let's look at a few things that happened. So he unfollowed his best friend on social media. Um mm -hmm. and he removed like all the information for that guy's company out of his bio, blah blah blah, whatever. So let's say just hypothetically, this guy flipped and went to the NBA and said, hey, you remember that incident with the Pacers? Yeah, Ja was pointing a gun at the team. If that happened, if we have, the if the NBA has that in their vault and they're not going to let that get to the public, but if they have that, or if the gun that Ja's flashing is an unregistered gun, or like it, the way that Silver worded it, that more came to light, leads me to believe this might be worse than even we are thinking. And as someone that was on the tinfoil hat when it came to Demetrius, uh, that scares me. And I'm going to take the over. I think we might be seeing almost a full season, if not a full season. That's what I was going to say, too. I think it's going to be... I think it's over. I think that this so is... Done. Not like done done, but like over like the over forty. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that this is the NBA's chance to try to David Stern this. Thing. Um, yeah, pretty much to show that they have a backbone because people have been um, criticizing them for their mistreatment or for their treatment of like the domestic abuses and all those other things. Which, real quick, because we didn't talk about this, and I just remember that, Miles Bridges got a 30-game suspension. They're factoring the entire last season into that suspension, so he's getting an entire season plus 30 games. Um, so, Miles Bridges will return to the NBA at some point next season if a team signs him. Just throwing that out there. So I think he's on the team. Is he? Did he sign? Because I know the Hawks or Hornets waved. Him, right? No, I think he's still on the. The Hornets waived him, but he might be back with them. 
I'm not I don't know. Free I'll double check. He's a free He's agent. Free agent. Check, yeah. So okay. that's the baseline. So domestic violence, which obviously serious, huge issue. Honestly, probably oh too few of games. Like he should be done for his career because he beat a woman. Like that's just that's unacceptable. Um, the Any Grizzlies people. are working him out. Are you kidding me? No, I see a post. I don't know how truthful it is. But Grizzly Star works out with Miles Bridges. So it looks like Jaron. No, Jaron Jackson worked out with his former teammate. Sorry. I swear to God. And Miles Bridges is only out 10 games next season. That's it. Oh. Well, so anyway, that's the baseline. A whole season plus 10 games. I thought it was 30. I read 30 earlier, but you're... It's well, it's, it was 30. Oh, but they gave him credit for the 20 that he missed last season, or this season, quote unquote. I thought he missed the whole season. No. Shows how much I pay attention to the Hornets. Um, Don't blame you. So, that's the baseline. You you beat someone, you get 30 games. That should be more, but that's the baseline. So, at this point, Mm -hmm. now you are a star player interfering with the branding of the NBA and the NBA cares about the NBA's branding. So that's why I'm taking the over. Angelo, what about you? Hello, Jazz. Demetrius out. I'll see you in the next segment. No, no, no. You, you just take the over, take the under. Which one are you doing? Taking the much no over. Explanation. Much over. You don't even have to cool. explain it. You can just take the over. Um, A lot of coaching changes and front office changes. Uh, Nick Nurse to the 76ers as head coach. Obviously, I like that. I like Nick Nurse. Um, mm-hmm. Will he be able to help fix that team? Probably not. That's a whole other issue. Um, Adrian Griffin, coach of the Bucks. I don't know enough about Adrian Griffin. He was an assistant to Nick Nurse in Toronto. Cool with that. Monty Williams to the Pistons. Again, I don't know if that moves the needle. Um I think he could do some good work with Cade, though. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of experience coaching defensive players, so it'll it'll work out. Uh, Larry Bird yeah. is back in a basketball operations role. He is now a consultant for the Pacers after serving as the head of basketball operations for ever and then previously as head coach. Um, not a huge fan of that as a Pacers fan for a multitude of reasons. I... That man made some really questionable draft picks at his time with the Pacers, and uh, I I don't know. like He's an all-time great, absolutely. One of the best to ever play. Doesn't always mean they're great talent analysts um, for consulting purposes. Uh, Bob Myers stepping down as GM of the Warriors. I think that's good for the Warriors. I think it's the first piece to fall for the end of the dynasty. Yep. Um, which it feels like that's going out just kind of with like a soft little like they had the years and now it's just like slowly fading away like they had a decent playoff run all things considered like they played good um, yeah. it wasn't just suddenly this season they were you know a 20 win team so we'll see what happens with that roster next year um you guys have anything to add on any of that? Oh, and uh, where, hold on. Where did uh, Frank Vogel go? Because that was announced. Um, 
Um, uh, Phoenix? Phoenix? Yes. Phoenix. So Frank Vogel to Phoenix. That's whatever. Like, he's a good defensive coach, which kind of... You don't have the tools there for a defensive coach. But it may, it may lead them to get the tools. You know, if Phoenix can get Frank, the defense, it should be better. Is Frank Vogel making, like, roster decisions too? Uh, I would think he would listen at least a little bit to the coach. Yeah, that's fair. I think he would get their opinion on things. Well, that's fair. Um, Especially if you're willing to pay him five years and a whole lot of money. I mean, none of those are guaranteed. Uh, Harden expected to sign a $200 million contract with Houston. That is... Why? paying for the name. Yep. It, it doesn't fit. Like, I, I guess good for Harden, but that's quickly going to become the worst contract in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, Lakers are expected to match up to $100 million. He's an That'd be the worst contract. I don't think it'll be the worst. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be the worst because there's at least that optimism there, and it's only a hundred million. Like we're saying, oh, it's only a hundred million, but it's only a hundred million. Is that is, is that only twenty million a year? You that's I don't know. yeah, that's that's not that's that's NBA starter money, and technically he's starting for the Lakers. So, I mean, <laughs> there could be worse deal. There's worse deals. Um. Because it's not it, it's not like a Timothy Mozgov situation or a Matthew Delvadova where we're paying them stupid amounts of money. Like one hundred million in NBA terms, it really isn't that much. And that's up to. So that's if another team offers that. Right? So yeah. I think more realistically the Lakers are gonna look for a contract in the sixty to seventy million range. Um, which I think would be a fair contract for his value and the fact that like if you've done what he's done for me, like, sure, I'll pay you. Like, I want yeah. to prove it, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I wouldn't go much higher than that. I don't think I would go up to a hundred million. I think I would say like 80 million is my cutoff, but we'll see. Um, now to the actual thing we're here for, which was the NBA finals. So first off, uh, game two is tomorrow night. I thought it was tonight, and I got really excited. And then I was. I did too. Tomorrow night, and now I'm sad. Um, Tyler Hero is expected or potential. I'm not going to say expected and get everyone's hopes up. Potentially back tomorrow. With our picks, and I guess this doesn't really impact Angelo, so I will just direct this more to Austin and I. Does hero move the needle for you at all in terms of changing your mind about your game count or the series outcome because i think it it might change my game outcome because tyler hero can get out there and win you a game is he going to be back up to full speed absolutely not he's been out since the first round um but i think that they desperately need someone that can score at a consistent level besides jimmy and Hero gives them that. Hero gives them a whole other weapon besides it's true. Caleb Martin. Caleb. Um, I don't think it moves the needle for me at all. I think... I don't. I just don't think the Heat have the roster to compete. 
the Nuggets are firing on literally all cylinders. And I don't think a 70% Tyler Hero is going to be that difference maker. I'm still sticking by my Nuggets in five. Um, what was the so let's talk about the efficiency of the nuggets against the heat so far so i don't have the numbers factoring in game one but over the past two years the nuggets have not lost to the heat right that's that's Mm -hmm. a pretty important stipulation Against the Heat, he's shooting, or Jokic is shooting 68% from the field. He's shooting 63% when guarded by Bam. That's what he shoots against the league. So his average is already higher against the Heat in general. Jamal Murray is shooting 65% from 10 feet away from the basket with a defender 2 to 4 feet away from him. That is statistically the least efficient shot in the game and he's making it look like it's at the rim uncontested or not uncontested but very lightly contested at the rim yeah so angelo if you cannot stop jamal murray and nikola Jokic from scoring how can you so confidently say the heat are winning this series you like so I'm just going to say this. The totality of the game, do you believe that was the Nuggets running on all cylinders? Absolutely not. Okay. Nikola Jokic made 12 shots. Okay. I was about to say, because if that oh, no, is it, then, yes, I'm very confident in that. Jimmy's a good game away from taking that game. Like He scored 13. They lost by, what, 10, 11? So... But it was, like, the Nuggets clearly pumped the brakes down the line. That's fair. Um, I don't think if you're, if you're a Heats fan and you're saying, Jimmy just has to have a good game to win, what? like, that's not a reliable thing. I mean, Jimmy is great. I mean, no, Jimmy having Jimmy. a good game is not a reliable thing. No. But if if your team can't win because one of your players isn't pulling their weight, you're not you're not a finals team to me. But it wasn't just Jimmy not pulling his weight. We didn't have a very good game from Gabe Vincent either. Bam had a good game. The undrafteds. So, the undra- Yeah, the undrafteds. Again, just the people that you're putting your faith in is just not people it, and, I'd be comfortable so doing it. In the last 10 games, in Jimmy Butler's last 10 games, four of them, he didn't score 20 points. That's reliable for you? 60%? Angela? I mean, 60% it still isn't bad. You don't take those odds? Do you want to know how many games of the last 10 Nikola Jokic had less than 20? I'm, a, I'm well aware of what that number is. It's zero. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how many games he had less than 25? It was two. 
you want to know how many games he had less than 30? Three. What about Murray? That's reliability. Uh, I don't have Murray. How about saying? Well, Murray, Murray usually okay. goes nuclear. Yeah. So Murray, in the last 10, he had two games with less than 20. And okay. Two games with less than 25. So. Yeah, he usually goes nuclear when he gets over 20. Or. Yeah. So. Let's not call let's, you. You want to talk reliability? That's that's not reliability. And if that's what you're relying on, if you can only win when one of your pieces is firing, how can you have that confidence that you're going to win this series? Because you have because like you just said, done. but like you just said, the Nuggets weren't firing on all cylinders. And I mean, I mean, Aaron. I Gordon, I, I lost my Aaron, train of thought there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Aaron Gordon held Jimmy because I think Aaron Gordon, from what I watched, Aaron Gordon was on Jimmy most of the night. Mm-hmm. Captain he was. six for 14, uh, 13 points as a whole. If, if you get that kind of defensive performance from Aaron Gordon every single night, it's going to be very difficult for Jimmy to win. And that's the thing. Like, even if the Celtics win. The Celtics, the Heat. <laughs> I was so shocked. No, I thought you were like. <laughs> I, I was, I'm just still shocked that we're at this point. So even if the Heat, you know, win at home, the Nuggets are undefeated at home, and the Heat for are now. Not going. No, the Nuggets are undefeated at home. For now. Playoffs don't start till someone loses at home. Facts. Gonna happen as soon as we go back to Miami. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to happen before. No. Miami will take game three. Even with, like, Jimmy. So Jimmy had 24 on or game six against the Celtics, right? He shot five for 21. Yeah, he got 24 points, but that's not reliable. He made five. So I want to bring something up. Go for it. So I don't know. This is probably arguing more for Angelo's case than the Nuggets case. But did you see the Heat only had two free throw attempts the entire game? Mm-hmm. Do you I don't know that... if they weren't slashing or if the refs just weren't calling. I wasn't mm-hmm. watching most of the game. But um, that is insane. Mm-hmm. So that's actually the record for the least fouls called in a playoff yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Would you shut up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because let me let me pull it up real quick because I don't have those numbers right in front of me. So it's I want to know what the difference was between Nuggets and uh, twenty to two. Yikes! Pretty uh, pretty extreme if you but if you say so myself. The Nuggets hit more from the field, like. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, be more disciplined, I guess. Like, it, it's Angelo that always says we be don't more blame disciplined. The refs, but he's, he's over here like, mm-hmm. like but <laughs> something's one, fishy. Yeah, but Angelo's also the one that's like, oh, the refs don't decide games. Play better. Like, that's an Angelo quote for reals. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I blame the refs? I'm just saying. 
You're sitting here that, that Miami's going to play better for game three. I like, almost see the sweet tea and the oversized hat on you as you're like condescending <laughs> Okay. So, no, I, it's it, the reason the Heat lost this game was not because of the difference in fouls. It was the difference in the fact that Nikola Jokic had 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds, and Jamal Murray had 26 points and 10 assists. And your undrafted shot two for twenty three from three point. Yeah, that, that's rough. That's rough. The Heat will play better. The Heat will return. The Heat might play better, but so will the Nuggets. We'll see. You have the top team in the West, mm-hmm. which is a much more complicated conference. Correct. Mm. It, it's a better overall conference. Don't even try to pretend it's not. I'm the e okay. The East had the New York Knicks, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Miami Heat. Like, the, these teams wouldn't even sniff the playoffs in the West. You said it yourself the Nuggets were not firing on all cylinders. You're absolutely right, and they still wiped the floor with the Heat. You're you're forgetting they won every single quarter except the fourth when they pumped the brakes because there was no point. The Heat were not coming Jeez. back. What? Uh, I was just looking at this stat from someone. And it says that Struess and Martin, they started the game and shot combined for 5.9% in game one. Mm-hmm. The heat will return. I'm telling you, this is not as lost of a cause as you think it is. Yeah, they'll return week one of the new season. Wow. Um, I'm just saying, the himmening will happen, and when it does happen, <laughs> I will give, I will give it, both it's... of you. I will give both of you an opportunity to switch, and if you don't take the it, the himmening is game you. three. I'm calling it. The himmening is game three. They're going to go to Miami. They're going to win big, and then they. Angelo's going to freak out and act like, oh, this is, this is the turning point. This is where the series turns around. He's going to convert us to the Hemming, or to the. I need to figure so, out like a religious name for your Hemming. So, <laughs> That'll be the next one. Do, do you know what the heat solution to Nikola Jokic was? This one, baby. Um, Haywood Highsmith. What's that? Haywood Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith. Who? Do you know who Haywood Highsmith is? I do, unfortunately. Do, do you know who Haywood Highsmith is? Yes. Where did he go to college? I don't know. You don't know him. He went to Wheeling. 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 What's Wheeling? Right? Uh, oh, it's on. a D2 let school. Just, let me pull up his professional career. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. There's a... <laughs> it's like that oh, SpongeBob man. meme. Let me pull up his career. You want to see me do it again? No, there's there's so many transfers to different minor league teams. It's just confusing. Uh, so yeah, Haywood Highsmith from from Wheeling. Uh, he's the solution to stopping the best player in basketball. Really? You mind? He's six five. Still feel confident, Angelo? He's, yeah, he's no. Still, okay. I feel very confident. Okay. 
Because if you wanted to switch your pick right now, I would I would let you. No, I wouldn't. Wow. He's gonna li- live or die. He's gonna live or die. Um, yep. Just now you're gonna feel the heat. How can you shoot zero for nine on threes? Like at some point you just have to stop shooting because there were a couple air balls. Shooter's gonna shoot. That's that's not shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Martin went one for seven. So, just to clarify, Angelo, you think it's more likely that the role players that have never shot well in their careers but went on a good run, it's more likely for them to return to their above-average play than it is for them to return to what they've played for their entire careers. You 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 think that? Yeah, he got this. Oh. It's not worth arguing anymore. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, because that's just ridiculous. Like I am far more inclined to believe that Caleb Martin is going to play like Caleb Martin, not like Caleb Martin has been playing. He's going to play like the way he always has played. Your line of thinking is why Timothy Moskov got the contract he got. It's why Austin Reeves is going to be matched up to $100 million. It's why we're going to say, oh, yeah, James Harden, 200 mil, easy, even though he's not worth that. It's because you think more about what the players have done for you lately than what they are. Uh, It's just ridiculous. It's only ridiculous until it happens. No, it's ridiculous in just general. Uh... I had another thing pulled up and I scrolled past it. Good job. That's great. Um, also, like, one thing I do like about Jokic is he was asked if he was the best player on the Nuggets, and he said, I am some nights, I'm not other nights, and that's just, like, refreshing. That's disgusting. It's refreshing. That's disgusting. In that's fact, disgusting. I would say it's bussing. Not Mega Bussin? It might be Mega Bussin. I don't know. That's the worst thing I think I've ever heard. (laughs) So, what is... The problem with the Heat in Game 1, So, and that's what we're basing this on because this is a new series, we can't talk about what they did right, what they did wrong against the Celtics because they're playing a different team, right? Uh You watched the game, right, Angelo? What's that? Did you watch the game? Did you watch game yeah. one or did you just I watch watched part of it? I caught um, part of it, yeah. So the problem with the Heat in this series, at least in game one, and maybe they'll adjust and they might only lose by five next time. Um, <laughs> this guy. is they didn't seem to have a plan B because what they were doing worked against the Celtics because the Celtics were not playing good coverage. They kept going to the Max Struces of the world, the Caleb Martins, even though they weren't hitting. There is no backup plan. This is all they've got. Chuck a bunch of threes, hope you hit them. Live and die by the three. Yeah. And you don't think that it's possible that that's not... Like, that's like game planning. So, let's let's say you are a quarterback, all right? We're going we're gonna to go football here. Right? <laughs> you're, you're a quarterback, Okay. You you get to practice. I'm the coach. I walk up to you. All right. 
only play we're going to practice today is the Hail Mary. We're basing our entire game plan around it. We're just going to throw Hail Marys. Yeah, you know, maybe it works. You get a couple hundred passing yards, a couple touchdowns. Next game, you're probably going to get picked off a few times. Maybe it works again. Who knows? But you don't game plan around the Hail Mary. Right? The Hail Mary is the we're lost. We've got to make a comeback. We've got to try something. Caleb Martin and Max Drews shooting 19 threes is a Hail Mary. What is your backup plan? What What is your run game? What is getting back? Actually, Martin and Strews didn't shoot 19. And shoot they shot 11. Huh. Caleb Martin only took two three-pointers. Are you talking three-pointers or total field goal? Three-pointers. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent was five for ten. Okay. As a team, they actually shot more efficiently. Gabe Vincent had a good game that game, by the way. The Nuggets. It's just the everything else. Caleb Martin went one for seven from three. He went one for seven. He was one for two from three point. The thing in front of me says one for seven for three. The thing in front of you is wrong. Oh, okay. um, well, regardless, that's your game plan is have role players shoot shots. You should not be game planning that your role players are going to be taking all these shots. So what is your backup plan? What is the back to basics, the run game, the short passes, the just get some yards? Because the Heat don't have it. Is it just to have Jimmy Iso? Throw maybe. him in the low post? Also maybe. Because if Jokic is struggling, oh, Murray, go get us a bucket. If those two are struggling, oh, no problem. We got Aaron Gordon. We got KCP. MPJ. MPJ. Like, the Nuggets are just a better equipped team for this. And, yes, we can say the same about the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are a far better team on paper. For whatever reason, was not their year. The Nuggets have not shown any issues whatsoever that says that the Heat's plans are just going to work. They're not going to go shoot 66% from three against this Nuggets team because this Nuggets team knows how to switch. This Nuggets team is going to hit you on every hedge. So, no, it's... it's If your game plan is what we've seen so far, the, the Heat have no chance. If they continue... If they go back into Denver doing what they did in the last game and Spolstra doesn't make a major adjustment to what they're looking for on offense, what kind of shots they're hunting for. This is over in four. We are seeing this finals end in Miami. We'll see. <laughs> An absolutely epic counterpoint. You have proven me wrong. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what do you want me to say? Miami played poorly, especially at the start of that game. So did the Nuggets. <laughs> but what's more likely? MPJ is going to play better or Gabriel Vincent's going to play better? Based on history, who is more likely to get it back? Who is more likely to get it back? Duncan Robinson, who spent half the year as a coach's decision, DNP, or Aaron Gordon, who is a legitimate starter what is more likely angelo
that Miami gets back to form for game oh two. Oh my god! Oh, you're so frustrating. <laughs> Take a uh, sip. <laughs> no, I... Does Ren have any alcohol left? Because oh yeah, so much. Don't worry. Okay, I'm about to say because the last it's few days it seems recording. like you. You pre-prepped, and then it never happened, and... It was... It's a podcast night. This is always a make sure I've got alcohol, because I've got to deal with Angelo. Yeah. Yep. Completely healthy for you. It's perfect. Totally. It's... No, it's fine. I don't drink that I like much. I it's not actually fine. I have to deal with. It's fine. It's you don't drink that much what? Except when I have to deal with Angelo. Normally it's just so like, here's the question then what are you uh, gonna do because you have now mentioned it twice so you are committing to it what are you gonna do then when you have to deal with me in 2k and other games on stream that's different that's oh that's different now oh, wait no no on 2k like when yeah. we're streaming when we're yes yes i don't know i haven't thought that far ahead yet I'll oh that's unfortunate chance. for you i'll give it a chance sober but <laughs> you, you gotta remember, I've also got to deal with Adam and Dylan. So like, I think that's gonna be worse. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be worse. I at least hit my shots. Do you? Eh, depends on the day. I would hope so. Um, so let's get into the voting odds, just because I know we've got some sports betters that like to listen to us. Oh, yeah. So, long term. Those or, female sports betters. <laughs> finals MVP voting. Uh, Nikola Jokic is negative 340 as the overall favorite to win MVP. Uh, Jimmy, 430. Uh, Jamal Murray, plus 1200. Bam, plus 4000. Caleb Martin, <laughs> 6500. Uh, MPJ is 13,000. MPJ is rated too low. Caleb Martin's rated way too high. Uh, the favorites in the series are the Heat or the Nuggets at 460. <laughs> uh, underdog is the Heat at 350. Um, so if you were if you were a betting man, Angelo, because uh -huh. I, I know you are, uh -huh. are you betting the farm? A metaphorical farm. You have a farm. Mm -hmm. Are you betting the farm on this Heat team? Are you that confident? Am I that confident? No. That's what I thought. I'm. I'd do it on the Nugs. <laughs> you want to get much on the Nugs? Stand by your convictions. I wouldn't gain much. But why wouldn't I gain much? Because they're the favorites. Because it makes sense. What has betting on the favorites done for you this whole playoffs? Has Red even betted against a favorite this entire playoffs? I'm just curious. Uh, uh, I don't I'm think just, so. I'm just curious. I don't think so either. So Ren Ren wouldn't exactly be swimming in dough post this playoffs. So who was the higher seed? Was it was the? To be fair, I voted like I would have bet on the Kings to go all the way. Uh huh. I'm sure you would have. And the Cavs. That was my initial pick. Yeah, but they, lo they both lost first round. I know, oh, but I oh. picked them to go all the way, so everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> so he, ar he already lost the farm before he even... Before yep. the playoffs even really started, basically. 
Tragic. Very. The so, farm's now owned by some guy in Iowa named Jim Bob. Um. So this is this is everyone's last chance. Are you making changes to your picks? Have I made nope. changes to any single pick this entire process? No. There's your answer. No, that's fair. I'm not making any changes to mine either. I, depending on game two, I might change mine to Nugs and four. Because if the Heat come out and try to do the exact same thing again, it, it, this is four. They do not have an answer to stop Nikola Jokic. They just don't. What would you... You're Eric Spolstra. What change are you making? What are you doing to stop Nikola Jokic? Specifically asking Angelo, because he believes in the heat. More bad, maybe try and rotate in double teams? No. You double team him, he's just going to find the open man. Maybe. He's a seven foot passer. He can see over you. He can see. You're not wrong about that. Um, but at some point, you have to take away, you have to figure out what you want to take away. And you need to commit to that. If that's Jokic, then go for Jokic. If that's Murray, go for Murray. But. You got to commit to something. You can't just let the entire Nuggets team run roughshod on you. Hey, guys. Uh, if you enjoy what we're doing here, go ahead and leave us a like. Leave us a little four-star review. I won't say five-star because we're not perfect, but we're pretty close. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Leave a little review. Maybe subscribe. Do whatever you want to do. It helps us, helps the algorithm, you know, all those fun <laughs> things. If you don't like us, that's fine as well. But you're still here at the end of an episode, so you had to have liked something. And join us on all the social medias where they're on everything, uh, except maybe TikTok. No. I, I feel like I ask that every time I do this. We're not. We're not, we're not going to be on TikTok. You can stop saying it. You can stop second-guessing it. Austin... TikTok, yes or no? No. Exactly. Okay, we're, not on, we're not on TikTok. Exactly. We're on everything oh, else, though, so follow us at No Reserves Radio. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've got anything else tonight, guys. Do you? No, I think I'm pretty good. Anything, yeah, I'm pretty you, good. Talk, anything you want to talk about? you want to talk about, like, Celtics or anything? What you would change about them? Do you think they move Jalen or do you think they think so. keep the two? I think because you've got Jalen and Jason both up for contracts. 300 mm-hmm. million a piece, 600 million across two players. I don't like my odds of building a quality team around that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. Um, and I think that they'll do better apart from each other because I think they're too much of not necessarily the same player but they have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. And it seems like players with the same mindset until they get older do not really thrive with those players. A good example would be like Kyrie and LeBron. Like it, it took a little bit for that to really click because they were so similar in their mindsets and what they wanted from that Cavs team. 
Um, and I think that's the case with the Jays is once they're apart from each other, I think we'll see better basketball from both of them. Yeah. Outside of that, I, I don't necessarily know if I make any major changes to this team. And I don't know if I make that change immediately because y- you, you made the conference finals. Like you might want to run it back, but at the same time, you've also got to start looking towards long-term. Mm-hmm. And I think by the trade deadline, if the Celtics are not the team we think they're going to be, you definitely look to moving on from Jalen Brown. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's all I've got this week. So thanks for joining us. We will see you all next Sunday. Who knows if we'll have another bonus episode. It kind of just depends on the outcomes of things. Um, yeah. But until then, have a great rest of your week. We will see you on Sunday.